Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you and I hope you enjoy this episode. Well, happy Easter. So good to see you. You look wonderful. You brave the nor'easter. How's it going out there? Like someone's like, oh, there's going to be a nor'easter on Easter morning. I was like, ah, it's fine. It's like we're tough around here, you know, an extra 20 mile an hour winds. Just bump it up. It's fine. We'll make it. We're good. But so good that you braved the conditions, made it to church, and it's awesome. So we're going we're gonna to just hopefully use every seat we got. Um, but it's so good to see people in church. Amen? Awesome. Wasn't Good Friday amazing? So good to be in the amphitheater, worshiping the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And man, I'll never feel, I won't forget that night for a long time. That was absolutely incredible and so, so grateful. Such a blessing. Amazing. All right, team, thank you so much. You guys are awesome. Happy Easter to you. These guys have been here since 6 a.m. this morning, getting ready for all of you. So good. Well, I'm excited to preach the word this morning. I was thinking about the message today, and you know, Good Friday message is sort of you come at it from a bit of a different angle and talk about the cross. And I was preparing, and I was, I was doing my best to kind of get the get the burden for the for the message. I asked the Lord, Lord, what's the burden for the message? And you know, He usually speaks to me and shows me what that is. And I was sort of looking at different angles to take, and I felt like it was such a beautiful moment. I want to share it with you. I just, I just was talking to the Lord. I said, well, what do I do? How do how's this going to go? Where do you want me to take this? And I felt like he was so simple in his response. He said, son, there's an empty tomb. There's an empty tomb. So I'm going to preach about an empty tomb this morning. And, and maybe you don't know me, but, uh, but uh, I'm just up here passing along a message. Okay, so don't blame, don't blame me. <laughs> don't send me an email. Just passing along a message. <laughs> but if you've got your Bibles, open with, us to, open with me to Romans chapter 6. I'm going to use a passage of Scripture where the Apostle Paul speaks to the church in Rome, the saints in Rome, and he's, he's talking about this resurrection life that we are f- so focused on and so blessed by today. But it says this in Romans 6 and verse 1. Paul says, what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ, Jesus, were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, By the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with Him in a death like this, we shall certainly be united with Him in a resurrection like His. We know that our old self was crucified with Him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing, so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we have died with Christ, 
we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him, for the death he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. Look at verse 11. So you must, everybody say must, consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word today. Father, we thank you that it always speaks life into us. It helps us, it shapes us, it molds us, it causes us to transform into the image that you have for us, Lord. And so, Father, I thank you for the power of your word today. I ask that you would speak boldly through it to your people and that everyone would receive today from your word. Father, I thank you for the people that have shown up today, maybe feeling lonely or abandoned or outside of your will. But Father, I thank you that right now in this time, you're going to remind them of how much you love them, how much you care about them. And they're going to leave this place different, God. That's our prayer. Help us to leave this place different than how we came in. We pray for colonial kids that they'd be having an amazing Resurrection Sunday as well. In Jesus' name. And we all said? Amen. Amen. You ever done anything in your life where you look back on it and thought, I will never do that again? Maybe it was a decision to do what I did recently, which was to jump on I-95, headed north, and not check the maps. (laughs) Only to sit there for an hour with a plane to catch. Just saying to myself, I'll never do that again. Never again. I remember the time that Jill and I were finishing up our season in New York City which came off the heels, hot off the heels of living in two other world cities. And after five different apartments and thousands and thousands of dollars in moving costs and struggle and time and inconvenience, I remember leaving New York City bound for the promised land. (laughs) Northeast Florida. (laughs) Saying those words, never again. Will I live anywhere else? You know, Resurrection Sunday is, is, it isn't necessarily a time to just look back. It's actually a time to celebrate what's going to happen. Because we can get caught up sometimes in tradition of remembering and going back into the past and remembering certain things that happened. But if we're not careful, we'll get camped there. And forget about all that's ahead. Because of Resurrection Sunday and because of a risen Savior, there's a glorious future ahead for you and for me. And if we're not careful, we can allow ourselves to forget about that or maybe not grab a hold of all that today represents. So what I wanted to do today was talk about resurrection life and what it actually translates into and what it means for you and me today. I once heard a pastor say this. He said, I don't like calling Easter Sunday Resurrection Sunday. Like, I don't like calling it that. He says, because the truth is, every Sunday is Resurrection Sunday. (laughs) I thought that was such a cool way to think about it. But I want to take that a little bit further. If that's true, every Sunday is Resurrection Sunday, then tomorrow is Resurrection Monday. 
And Tuesday, when you wake up and make your coffee, it's going to be Resurrection Tuesday. And on Wednesday and Thursday, every day is Resurrection Day because of what God has done and because of an empty tomb. And let us not forget it. So what does a risen Jesus mean for you and for me today? Five things, five points this morning. Five points. Number one, it means death is defeated. I'm going to preach the hell out of this place today. I'm going to say it in all four services too. The tomb will never be occupied again. Romans 6, that passage we read, look at verse 9. We know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. There will never be a time where Jesus will ever be on a cross again. And there will never be a time where that tomb will be occupied again. And this is the reality of today is death has been defeated. My old self, the old thing that I had to deal with, the wages of sin, the penalty of it's all been dealt with and defeated. Verse 6, we know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing. The sting of death, the reality of an eternal separation from God, which is what the old death was. It was a natural dying, but really what death was, the sting, the pain of death, was the wages of sin, meant eternal separation from God. And what we get to behold and grab a hold of today is simply this, that death is now defeated. That sting is not there anymore. Death itself has lost its power. And I don't think we can fully understand that on this side of eternity. But we sang the song. We worship with loud voices in the amphitheater. Death could not hold you. The veil tore before you. You silence the boast of sin and grave. The heavens are roaring, the praise of your glory. Come on. For you are raised to life again. Come on. Death is defeated. It's done. It's taken care of because of what Jesus has accomplished on the cross. But that song, it comes from 1 Corinthians 15. The lyrics were written based on this passage of Scripture. It says, O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So maybe you came to church today to hear that. That the old self, the old life, the old death that you were going to die no longer has to happen in Jesus' name. So that's number one. Number two, a risen Jesus means my eternity with him is secure. He is coming back for me. Now, I'm going to just talk about me for a moment. You decide for yourself. I'm grateful today that Jesus is coming back for me. I find 
rest today. I find peace today, knowing. I mean, you decide what you're, what's happening with you. But for me, Jesus has come back for me. Good for you. But I'm not talking about you right now. I'm talking about me. My eternity with him is secure in Jesus' name. See, Easter, it's a celebration of our eternity. It's not a day. It's more than a lifetime. It's eternity because of what Jesus has done. Resurrection, life in Jesus' name, is a reality check, is a change of destination. The destination has now changed because of an empty tomb. The plane was headed somewhere else, people. But because of an empty tomb, it now has a different destination, which is heaven. And my eternity with him is now secure. You know where Jesus is currently residing? At the right hand of the Father, which means that he is rested from his work. He is rested from what he has done. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, but he's busy. He's making intercession for you right now. And not only that, he's not only making intercession for you right now, he's preparing the place that you're going to occupy when you get there. See, sometimes we can just be like, okay, cool, I'm just going to wait and nothing's going to happen and God's not doing anything until I get there. But that's not what the scripture says. John 14 verse 2 says, in my father's, this is Jesus speaking, in my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? See, Jesus right now, and this is the greatest part about Resurrection Sundays, it's not over. It's just the beginning. Can I get an amen? amen. He's gone and he's preparing a place and he's making intercession and Amazing things are taking place right now. That your eternity, what, what peace that can bring to a human soul. That there's a God who's currently acting on their behalf, on your behalf, preparing a place for you. He's coming back and in the meantime, he's figuring out where you're going to live. That something is going on and there's an eternity ahead for you and for me. It's a powerful thing to give you peace and comfort. Number three, risen Jesus means it means my life now has significance. While I wait, I can make a difference in his name. You can go about your everyday coming and going with a sense of that while I wait for my king to come back, I can make a difference in his name. I can do something that's going to change the game. I can do something that's going to move the needle. You know why we, sit, we, 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 we uh, rent out the amphitheater on a, on a good Friday each year? So we can make a difference in Jesus' name. So we can see the kingdom expand in Jesus' name. We're not waiting around and doing nothing. But God has given us the ability to make a difference. Let me ask you, are you making a difference? You can do it in just simple ways. Buy someone a coffee. Bless a family with some groceries. Send an encouraging word to a coworker that you know is going through a difficult time. This is how we can make a difference. Here's a thought that might help. You can help because you've been helped. 
You can make a difference because things are different for you now. You can wake up tomorrow and say, you know what? I'm good. I've been helped. Now I'm going to help someone. Now I'm going to find a way to expand the kingdom of God. This is what I call the residue of the resurrection, the overflow that comes in my life. There's something you've got to understand about God, is that He not just sees your life, He sees through your life. This is something you need to understand about God. He doesn't just see you. He sees so many people through you. He sees your family. He sees your kids. Come on, somebody. He sees the co-workers that you, you happen to see each day. He, he sees the friends that are in your world. He sees the people that are so far gone, but there's you in that situation. So there's the way that he can get to them as well. Your life can have significance. There's someone in here today and you've come in here today thinking there's no difference that I can make. You're wrong. God has a plan and he has a purpose to use you to be a blessing to someone else. You can make a difference. A lost friend, someone who's going through a tough time, someone that's downcast in spirit, who's struggling in a season, you can make a difference. Number four, it means that I'm no longer a slave to sin. See, Resurrection Sunday is, is, an, is, a, is a time to behold something about this life we get to live now in Jesus' name, which means that my relationship to sin is different now. I like to say it this way, you're not stuck in it, you can overcome it. You're no longer stuck in a place where there's no ability to get out of it. It's you have the help of the Holy Spirit on your side. You have the power and the ability to overcome in Jesus' name. Romans 6, verse 6, it says, We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing. You can approach sin in your life when it encroaches, when it tries to tangle you up, when it tries to find its way into your life. You fight different than you used to. You fight with an overcoming spirit because we have the victor, Jesus. We have the help of the Holy Spirit. We have the power that now lives in us. We have the resurrection life that is available to us each and every day to overcome sin and the battles that you face. You don't face them alone. You face them with God. Let Resurrection Sunday give you confidence all over again, no matter the struggle you're going through. I reckon there are people in here today and you're going through some struggles. There are some strongholds that you need to break and bring down. Can I just encourage you? You're not going to do it with your old self. You're not going to do it with your old life, your old muscle, the old, the old way of doing things. It's going to come through resurrection life. It's going to come through the power of the resurrection. It's going to come through the Holy Spirit. It's going to come through prayer. And you watch in the spirit realm, it starts there. Something breaks in the spirit realm and finds its way into the natural realm. And you turn around, you're like, man, that whole thing just came down because of resurrection life. It means that you know, this is what no long, being no longer a slave looks like. The ability to overcome, the ability to take uh, ground. It says, for sin will have no dominion over you. The reality is this, sin can't kill you because Jesus has overcome it, but he's given you the authority to as well. It's his power, his authority, which is so powerful. So there's many different things that the resurrection means, and this is where I wanted to land. Here's the truth today. 
about Easter Sunday. It means that I am no longer outside of grace. Verse 14, since you are not under law, but under grace. See, I'm, I'm not dealing with the law anymore. I'm not dealing with, 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 with a works-based system. I'm not, I'm not dealing with this, this sense of how much can I get done to get in God's good graces. But it's actually the opposite. It's actually got nothing to do with what you do, but everything to do with the grace that's been supplied to you. See, that's, that's what I love about Resurrection Sunday. Is it's a celebration of grace. It's a celebration of mercy. It's a celebration of the fact that God has graced you with a supply. But let me ask you, are you using it? I have a friend who says this. He says, don't waste your grace. Every single one of us has a grace that God has given us. Every single one of us has a measure that he's given to every single person. And my question today is, are you using the grace on your life? You can rely on it. You can use it. Here's one. You can give it away. The, the thing that God has given you to do and to walk in. You ever, ever seen someone and they're just like, it's just such a grace on the way they do that thing. The grace on their calling. You know, you can give that away. Because here's the best part is it's just immediately resupplied. You can give it away again. See, I'm no longer outside of grace. And this is what Paul's saying to the Romans and to you today and to me, saying resurrection life is now your grace. And it's there for you. You can embrace it. You can love it. You can walk in it. You can work with it. And you can give it away. In Jesus' name. Would you stand with me? Let's stand, let's pray, and let's thank God for His grace today. Lord, I just thank you for what you're doing in this place. And Father, I just thank you for Resurrection Sunday and all that it represents, God. Father, I pray that we would not miss it, that we would not miss the beauty of what an empty tomb means for all of us, that through Jesus, that you've supplied us with your grace and your forgiveness and your presence and because of an empty tomb God there's nothing in between us and you and so Father I just pray right now that you would just lavish us with your goodness and your grace in Jesus name come on let's sing thanks for listening to that podcast we pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you, why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you to also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.